Hello guys and welcome to The Fake News with Emily Savage episode 5. So today I'm going to be talking to you uh, a little bit about uh, gender, equality um, and feminism and I'm also going to uh, talk to you a little bit about scientific proof um, and so when we're analysing uh generally like statements and facts or not facts but statements and pieces of information uh, within society how we can kind of better analyze whether something is true or false um, based on the other information that's available to us. So that's kind of what I'm going to be focusing on uh, today. Now, I don't know what the weather is like where you guys are at the moment. Um, I've seen that some of you are tuning in from some really excited places. <laughs> sorry, from some really exciting places. Uh, so there's some of you tuning in uh, from the USA. There's some of you tuning in in Canada, Denmark, the Philippines, and also here in the UK. Um, and so it's really great to have all of you on board and I hope that you're enjoying this. And um, yeah, here in the UK, it's a bit kind of gray and cloudy. Uh, there's actually a few snowflakes in the air, but they're kind of uh, not settling. They're just, there's a few of them floating about. And uh, yeah, often uh, we'll get this kind of snow here where we'll get like flurries of snowflakes in the air, but uh, they won't necessarily like settle on the ground. Uh, whereas when I was living in Canada, um, there did t tend to be like more settling snow. Um, in Vancouver in the winter often we get like one or two feet of snow um, but if obviously if you go like further north in Canada to places uh, like Calgary and Edmonton um, you know you can get like several feet of snow stacked up and you know obviously uh, the further north you go uh, the more snow you do tend to get. Um, and on the east coast as well, like they they have more snow um, than on the west coast. Um, Vancouver, Calgary, and Edmonton are like on the west coast, and then um, you've got places like Toronto, and yeah, like uh, there's places in the U.S. like Boston, Chicago, etc., which are on like the east coast of kind of North America. Anyways. <laughs> That was a bit rambly. Sorry about that, guys. Um, so, first of all, yeah, scientific proof. So, I think that in this day and age, and particularly with the increase of, yeah, social media and, like, gossip magazines and, um, you know different kind of uh, social media, like chat rooms, like Reddit, and I don't know, like, not necessarily Reddit, but, like, there's lots of um, media out there, and um, it can get kind of uh, difficult to know what information is, like, true or false, and I think a lot of the time, you know, people don't really analyse, like, what is fact or fiction. Um, 
but when we are looking at a piece of information, it's important to consider uh, the source of the information, um, like where the where the facts are coming from. Um, you know, is the is the information biased in some way due to uh, another like variable um, and so basically like I think that there can be a lot of like rumours and gossip and stuff like that uh, in the media or you know <laughs> in the uh, in social media what have you um, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's true so I think it's always important to kind of analyse things ourselves properly and then determine what is fact and what is fiction. And obviously there's a lot of grey areas involved as well, right? Like, um, I would say, you know, with stuff in life, like, I mean, there are some things which I would say are definitely right or wrong, but there's a lot of grey areas as well. So that's always important. Um, and yeah, I think we just need to like make our own minds up at the end of the day and, um, be kind of, uh, yeah, a bit more, um, thought, thought, sorry, thoughtful about our decisions before we come to kind of like make a conclusive judgment. So yeah, that's kind of like, um, my take on it based on what I've learnt like um, in my education and in from my life experiences and from talking to other people. Um, so yeah, I think it's really important that uh, we analyse things before we make judgments. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what your thoughts are, but I would say that in Western society in particular, um, society is nowadays presented to be quite a gender equal uh, egalitarian society, meaning to say that, uh, you know, in our society, in the Western world, uh, it's generally thought of that men and women um, kind of have the same or similar opportunities uh, that, uh, you know, men and women uh, tend to have similar educational opportunities, opportunities to go into higher education, uh, similar opportunities to access healthcare, um, similar opportunities, um, you know, in child rearing, it's kind of the, I'd say, it tends to be the view that uh, gender roles are split much more equally in child rearing these days, that men are kind of uh, expected to do more around the house and uh, be more like hands-on parents with their children. Um, and that, that women um, are kind of given more opportunities to go into uh, the office-based environment and that women uh, have more opportunities now to go into managerial positions 
uh, and, you know, like, kind of to go into positions as, like, directors and CEOs than, like, was the case, say, 50, 60, 70 years ago. So it's kind of, you know, it's kind of, like, spoken that gender roles seem to be much more equal nowadays. Um, And so I would say, like, according to the statistics, opportunities, like, for women definitely have improved. I mean, uh, women, women are able to get an education nowadays. That wasn't always the case. Um... We are given much more choice about whether we marry, whether we choose to rear children. Uh, we're given, given much more choice over the kind of uh, job role that we may or may not go into. However, I would still say that uh, society is still quite unequal in terms of gender equality and you know um i realize that it's definitely not perfect for men either uh males definitely uh have some difficulties but i think i don't know i think that there are things that we can still do to improve our society in terms of gender equality now i just want to give you some stats here so this these stats are from a blog called lefttronic.com and so I can see here it says 29% of senior management is female 33 fortune 500 companies are led by female CEOs um 31% of senior roles are held by women in the US and 12.5% of American women are employed as chief financial officers in Fortune 500 companies. So obviously, it's good that women are getting into these senior roles, that there are female CEOs is something um, that is to be applauded, because obviously this wasn't the case um, all those years ago. However, if we look at these statistics, you know, we can still see that, you know, the majority of senior management roles and CEOs and chief financial officers, the majority of these roles are still held by men. So, you know, it says here, you know, 31% of senior roles are held by women uh, in the US but that actually means that like two thirds basically of uh, the senior roles are held by men and that isn't equal. And, you know, when we consider like when we consider uh, as well that uh, I believe there are a slightly higher population of females uh on planet earth than males that's kind of not really how the statistics should be if we think that a completely egalitarian 
uh, gender equal equalized society is the way forward and the best way to go and um so this is another thing that I kind of wanted to discuss because obviously the problem um with or I don't know if you want to call it like a problem as such but um yeah I guess an an issue perhaps with egalitarian society is that can society ever be truly egalitarian when obviously males and females have a different physiological makeup um we have different hormones different body shapes and essentially um women's bodies are geared up towards um you know bearing children and give, giving birth to children and uh the male body is not and so obviously um this again conflicts with um images of like yeah like very uh thin like attractive women in like the media like uh who you know, kind of, one could argue, don't necessarily fit the image of, like, child-rearing or whatever. Um, So, yeah, it's, that's kind of, like, another controversial thing. Um, But, yeah, so, essentially, I'd say there are still pressures on women uh, to get married at a certain point in time. I would say if that doesn't happen it's kind of it's it's not really um verbally spoken about that much but I would say it is still frowned upon by a lot of society and I don't know I mean I don't like to make these podcasts too personal um but I would say for myself like you know I'm a 28 year old uh woman I uh I was female at birth and I, uh, I'm not married yet. I have been like in a common law, uh, partnership relationship. Um, you know, I've, I've lived with people before. Um, and I, I'm not, yeah, so I'm not married. Um, and I actually chose to come back to my home country to finish my education, um, instead of kind of like getting married, uh, right away. And I do feel like that was kind of frowned upon by society, which is another thing I'm going to talk more to you about education, uh, probably in a later podcast. But, uh, um, yeah, the point is, I would still say there are certain expectations on women to kind of, uh, bear children and get married, and in that way kind of contribute to society um but you know we're we're kind of also at the same time given all of these like mixed messages about how you know society is like a gender equal society nowadays you know you should feel empowered you should do what you want like if you want to have a career or go back to get more education um you go for it like people support you um however i would say that uh 
that doesn't always seem to be the case or the dialogue that's kind of bandied around like in society I think that there are still expectations upon women to kind of settle down bear children um, uh, and rear like those children and obviously in doing so uh, women like we do lose uh, some control of our bodies like uh, when we rear children when we bear children like um, obviously when women bear children they get like stretch marks um, I don't <laughs> I've I've not ever had any children uh, myself like I don't know all of the ins and outs of it uh, but obviously there are some bodily sacrifices that are made during uh, childbearing and obviously the rewards that um, come from that like are absolutely immense and I've got like many friends who are like so so glad that they had their children um, you know they find like their children to be like the greatest uh, achievements in life and uh, you know they kind of uh, are very like um, happy uh, rearing their children etc etc um, but the point that I'm trying to make is that females do have to actually sacrifice a certain amount of time, energy um, and impact to their bodies and finances uh, in having having children and you know women have to take a certain amount of time off work to have children uh, even if they only choose to take the minimum amount of time off work um, you know generally like women do have to take uh I'd say most you know most women would definitely take like over a month off work or I mean in the UK I'm not quite sure on this but like um I think you can actually get up to six months maternity leave obviously like the rates um of pay are different depending on how many months you've been off work for but the point is is that um it's still quite a big ordeal a big sacrifice for a woman to go through to have a child and like so um men even if they have like paternity leave I have to double check this, but I think paternity leave in the UK is two weeks. Let me see. Um, but yeah, the the point is, is that obviously it's not completely or arguably not completely, completely from a biological perspective essential for... Um, the father to have like paternity leave I mean it says yeah in the UK um a father would usually get like one or two two weeks paid paternity leave um but like that is like not a long enough long amount of time really 
Um, wait, and so it says, bear with me. So, yeah, so it says in the UK, though, women actually get, like, a statutory maternity leave of uh, 52 weeks, which is obviously a lot longer. So, obviously, the impact or the kind of, like, setback, potentially, I'm not saying that this is completely deterministic of one's career, but, like, the setback for a woman, like, kind of having a child or whatever would be significantly more. And so, yeah, I mean... That's not to say that's a bad thing though, guys, because I think that um, in some ways, and perhaps this is controversial, society has become too egalitarian or too kind of like gender equal to the point where um, like male and female roles aren't defined anymore in western society it's not really clear whether one should kind of like settle down get married have children or like whether one should kind of develop like their education their career their employability and so where I would say things are difficult for men as well because whereas men um you know, historically, were the providers, um, were like (laughs) the hunters, if you will, or, um, you know, from an evolutionary perspective, kind of went out to uh, get the, to to get the providence, to get the um, sustenance for his family, like, um, yeah, like, and historically, like, women, I guess, from an evolutionary perspective, were more of, like, the the gatherers, you know, they would stay at home and uh, look after the children, raise the young, um, kind of allocate resources and cook and make sure that everybody was fed and healthy and taken care of um, and protected, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, these roles are not really, um, defined in this way anymore. And I guess I would argue that in some ways, um, this can present issues for society because, you know, we, we are kind of given all of this information nowadays, and we are given, I would say, lots of opportunities. And I think that all of these opportunities um, should still be there. But it's kind of a shame that uh, gender roles like now are so loosely defined because it's almost like, hey, information overload, 
and literally there's so much access to um, different articles on social media, on, um, you know, in magazines, in newspapers, like wherever that it kind of makes it hard to uh, clearly define or work out like what is the best course of action and I think if we're trying to analyse every single piece of information that's available to us and I think that we should analyse things because um, that is how we kind of make the best like the fairest decisions and how we kind of actually um, understand things from what is a like from what is a reliable viewpoint instead of kind of just having worldviews and viewpoints that are based upon like just hearsay gossip and I'm not saying that everything that I say is absolute fact, uh, so feel free to check me and to, uh, to, you know, give me suggestions or, um, call me up on things, that's absolutely fine, I won't be offended, um, or if I am, I'll just have a joke about it with you, (laughs) um, yeah, so, uh, but I think that, yeah, that can almost be so much information out there um, on gender and on um, everything, really, that it can make it quite hard uh, to know what our role in society is. So I don't know if I have that much more to say to you guys today. I mean... Um, Obviously, I'm not saying that we should all, you know, just go back to the traditional 1950s gender roles of, like, mom in the house cooking, looking after the uh, the two kids or, or however many kids, um, and dad kind of going to work um, and working, like, a nine-to-five, like, I'm not saying that that's the right way for things to be because you know nowadays um it's great that more women are going into like engineering roles uh construction roles it's great that um you know you've got like more males going into um fashion and like I don't know maybe like design roles and into um, roles which I guess were more historically like female but yeah (laughs) I'm not exactly sure how to conclude this but the point is um, is that I'm not sure that it's a completely good thing that like our roles are less defined in society nowadays, um, that, like, in some ways, I would say that women are expected to be, uh, 
more like men, particularly like if they have already chosen to like go to university or whatever, it's then I would say it's then kind of like expected that you go into the job market and um seek out like uh a certain like managerial role or carry on up like the career ladder or whatever. Um I don't know. There's just things that I think that we should question and I uh, I guess that um things are perhaps still a bit different in like the eastern world I'm not a hundred percent sure on my facts here so again do check me if I'm wrong um but I think that perhaps gender roles maybe are still more defined in other areas of the world but like obviously with the increase of you know internet access access to youtube access to media we're kind of seeing how you know we can be creative and i think children teenagers young adults um we're kind of given the message that really you can be anything that you want to be you can like create your own destiny and I do I do believe that this is true to a certain extent (laughs) um I am a Christian myself so I will kind of say that that is true god willing um feel free to disagree um but I yeah I mean I just I think in some ways um it's actually good when we have uh more defined like structure to our roles and expectations within society so i'm going to talk a bit more about this like on another podcast but um yeah i'd say with the increase in the internet and internet culture social media culture youtube instagram it's really really um easy to kind of get like i don't know like obsessed with that sort of internet culture and um forget perhaps why education and why um why like other societal structure is important because you know I think a lot of the Instagram um YouTube culture and I'm not saying that um these are bad platforms because I think they're really good platforms and it's really good that they bring opportunity, that they bring, um, you know, kind of, I guess, like the American dream to everybody that they make, um, like, that they make uh, success kind of available to, to anyone, you know, if you have access to the internet. Um, it's possible now to to be successful um, 
But I, I do think that it's important to remember that there are other things in life that are important. It Societal structure is important, you know, and it... Cause if you if you get really rich on the internet or if you have loads of money and i mean that's really great and everything that's really really good and i'm very happy for people who make it um and i think there's so much we can learn from all of these people but i do think it's also important to um remember that like <laughs> i don't i don't want to talk too much about it but it's also important uh, to remember that we go to school um, when we're kids and we learn about certain topics and we have certain structures um, because we we actually have certain roles in society such as like doctors, nurses, lawyers, um, psychologists um like you know there are there are like policing there are essential roles uh in society that need to be filled and so like people do need to meet a certain level of education uh to go into these roles um those roles are important for society they're not to be belittled um and you know even jobs like um i don't know i don't there's tons of other roles basically within society and like they're really essential for society and um kind of play into society working like smoothly and functioning well like as a whole and so i think yeah, it's important wherever we come from in society, we need to understand that all roles and all people groups are beneficial for society to function smoothly um, as a whole for all of the cogs to work and connect together. So <laughs> I I don't know if I've talked too much about that now. I've probably gone into that a little bit too much um but I guess this podcast was more about questioning things um about questioning our roles questioning structures questioning proofs and like analyzing whether we think what we're hearing is true whether we're kind of looking to see where we fall within a structure or how we could be more productive or if something isn't working for us trying to move ourselves into a line of work that's more productive and thinking about ways that we can like produce or um, contribute ourselves to then offset more productivity for other people throughout the rest of society. I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> that's just my take on it. Um, and I guess I haven't talked to you that much about feminism. Um, maybe I will save more on that for another time. Um, 
but I will quickly go into it now because, I mean, I don't know if you guys know, recently um, I got quite badly, what I would say is being like slut-shamed for um, for wearing, like for, for basically like I, I was doing freelance modelling and often I would model in like skimpier clothes or bikinis or like lingerie, I did a couple of like implied nude shoots and I was kind of um, doing this to build up my background as an artist, like as a performing artist, because then I wanted to kind of, um, after I've recorded like my songs professionally, my album that I've written, um, I wanted to... Um, but yeah, I wanted to have like a, a platform from which to build like my artistry off. So that's why I was doing like the freelance modeling. And then I got kind of into it. I was really enjoying it. And then I was thinking, oh, maybe I could do this like more as a career. Like I always like to keep my options open. And I think it's really interesting um, to try different things in society and see what suits you because I don't think you're necessarily going to always find um, the perfect role for you or the perfect fit for you straight away because um, I mean I was never really someone who knew exactly what I wanted to do from the get-go when I was growing up as a child um, for most of my childhood, I did want to become a famous actress. Um, I also used to really love Disney. So um, when my parents were married, um, we used to go to Disneyland, like Paris a lot. And I used to always like watch the Disney parades in absolute awe. They have all of these amazing like uh, floats, kind of like a carnival parade. And there'll be lots of like dancing and singing and amazing costumes of different colours and stories would be told and, you know, um, there would be like these princesses and princes like on the top of the Disney floats and they'd always wear these like beautiful ornate gowns and suits and, um, you know, they'd perform these amazing uh, choreographed like dances and make like really like good hand gestures and kind of they would always be smiling and I just I just thought that that was the coolest thing ever as a child and so for for a long time I wanted to be like a Disney princess on a float um and then when I was older I was like no I think I actually want to become like an actress when I'm older and then I started to go to drama school and try to kind of like do more stuff like related to that and then I decided I wanted to become an author and then I wasn't sure because then everybody was telling me like um and I'm I don't know about you guys I don't know if some of you like are still in school or like if you're still thinking about what to do with your life but like when I was younger a lot of people were quite like negative about me wanting to be like an actress or a performing artist and they were all like you shouldn't do that because you know like you yeah you shouldn't do that because like you want to get your education and um you want to like study and have something more 
um, reliable to fall back on. And so then I think then I became a bit confused about what I wanted to do with my life. I thought maybe I wanted to be like a doctor or a lawyer. Um, and I kind of couldn't decide really. And so even when I was still like 18, like 17, 18 and trying to figure out what I wanted to do, study at university, um, or like that's like college if you're in, uh, Canada or the US, like, um, I like, yeah, I mean, even when I actually went to study for my sociology degree, I still kind of wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with it afterwards. So, um, basically I think it's hard to know what to choose as your role within society, but you don't necessarily like have to choose like right away. And if people like, if your parents, if society is like putting pressure on you, I would kind of say, don't worry too much about that. And actually like, usually the best decisions come from like staying true to your heart and your gut feelings. Um, because kind of what your gut feelings are and what your natural talents are or whatever, or I don't know, I don't actually believe that much in natural talent either because I believe more in the 10,000 hours rule of practice whereby like, um, yeah, there's this like theory that, um, if anybody if practicing something for 10,000 hours, um, can become an expert in that subject field or whatever, or in that area of sport or music or what have you. So I don't necessarily think that talent exists per se, but, um, I would say that there are some things perhaps that we more like naturally enjoy that we're, more kind of like prone to choosing and so if we're we're like if we naturally kind of enjoy something more then we're more likely to practice it so uh that I mean if you find there's something there's like uh a subject area or there's a role in society that you really enjoy um doing or you know, if you really like helping others, that's your like gut feeling. Or if you really uh, love to build things and design things, like you can kind of pretty much like go quite well on your gut feelings and your heart and say that that's probably going to be a good decision for you. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you really like caring for people or whatever, like you might be good in like a healthcare role as like a nurse or a doctor, or, um, you know, you might like to, uh, take up like a childcare role, or you might like to care for the elderly, or, you know, if you like building things or whatever, you might want to, uh, take an engineering course, whatever, like, there's lots of things that you can do. Um, going back to, I guess this kind of all plays into gender equality as well. I mean, I would say go on your 
go on your gut feeling. So, you know, if you, if your gut feeling is to kind of go uh, into a role that is kind of like stereotypically not associated with your gender or if you want to go into a role that stereotypically is associated with your gender, um, that is probably going to be like the best course of action for you. Um, obviously other things play into it too, other variables, other environmental factors. Um, but like, I, I think, I think that, you know, perhaps if you are really stuck with what to do, I think there is some sense in conforming and I don't know because I mean probably for most of my life I've been more of a non-conformist. I like to make my own decisions (laughs) as I've kind of already explained to you. I like to analyse the information that's available to me and make up my own take on things. And work out what I think would be the best course of action therefore going forward but I would kind of say (laughs) the older I get the more that I realize you know there is some sense in like societal structures or whatever and there is some sense I guess in conforming in conforming to societal roles I guess if you're really stuck, there could be some sense in conforming to societal roles in a way. So, yeah, that's just a bit of food for thought for you, everybody. Um, Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I just want you to know uh, that you're a great person. You have a lot to give to the world, a lot to contribute. Um... Don't ever for a second believe that you're stupid or a waste of space or um, don't ever believe that, you know, everybody else is better than you or, um, you know, don't hate on yourself. Self-love always. Um, Be aware of your, uh, you know, your talents and your flaws at the same time. It's good to be self-aware. But... Um, like, yeah, just know that there's always something that you can do to improve your life and the lives of other people, no matter what everybody else thinks. Um, yeah, kind of no matter the season, um, there is always, like, a positive path forward. And, like other people might might not always see that path uh for you or the same as you um but if you know that something is really right like within your heart and that you are making the right decisions uh for the right reasons then hey nothing can stop you and i just want you to know that you're a fantastic person so don't let anybody else uh, ever tell you otherwise <laughs> unless it's unless it's like real critical feedback and there's something that you can like improve on in your behavior which is ultimately going to help you 
So, yeah, uh, that is all for today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Um, If you have any suggestions or anything that you want to talk to me about, you can always uh, contact me through my Instagram. Uh, Follow me at savage underscore skis underscore. Um, Yeah, you can send me a message um, or you can email me with uh, your feedback. So, yeah, anyways, have a great day, guys, and I will catch up with you soon. Ciao, ciao for now. Bye-bye. Bye.